Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. It's the Breaking Atoms podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit. My <laughs> AKA for this week is the Potty Mouth Calarizian. The Potty Mouth Cal- what? It's, it's Calrissian, bro. Cal Calrissian. No, 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 no. Star Wars. The Star Wars connoisseur has spoken. It's Calrissian. All right, let me add another AK to that. What's I'm that the doing? butcher of names, yeah. I'm the butcher of names. You're I don't just the butcher right. of life, bro. <laughs> You're the butcher of life. My name is Chris Mitchell, the other half of the Anonymous Nerds, and my AKA today is Sir Pantalot. Sir Pantalot. Sir Pantalot. explain. Yes, I just got back from Cambridge. Okay. Um, I went down there to see my man Imperial. Shout out to Imperial. Shout out. We went punting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I, I, I want to say we. We. But he did most of the punting. I was in the boat just chilling, eating strawberries. Okay. What does punting entail? It's a, a big stick. Yes. And you put the stick in the water and you push the boat along. Hey, yo. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, man. But shout out to Imperial. No, the no intro, doubt. No the doubt. Intro. We have to big him up for the intro. Yes, as sir. Always. Yes, sir. But I, I, I have a concern. Yes, hit me. We keep calling ourselves the anonymous nerds. Yes. And people know who we are. We're not very anonymous. But that's the point. Okay, it's the irony. See, see, our guest has spoken. It's the irony in that. Okay, but like people are ironic in that. People are looking at me like people are looking at me like I'm stupid. Like I went to school in (laughs) it. Who came to you and said? Who said? A few people, man. You know, everybody want to give us advice. The know it alls. The know it alls. Yes, the know it alls. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. Tell them to relax. Yeah, yeah, they need to relax. But no, um, thank you to everyone listening to the previous episode. Don't forget, you can review, rate, and subscribe on iTunes. You can follow us on all your favourite social media channels and find us on soundcloud.com forward slash break the atoms. But Chris, mm-hmm. we've got some bills to pay. Yes. we got some bills to pay. Yes. So we, we've We're te- actually going to be paying real bills. Yes, bills. Direct debit style. Yes. No bailiffs coming to my door. <laughs> Straight up. My council tax is sorted. Speak, so, my man. So we've uh, teamed up with audible.co.uk boop, boop, boop. to offer you guys a free audiobook of your choosing. Now, all you got to do is register for a one-month free trial. That's music to my ears because I'm Indian. I anything free. So That's true. What, so That's true. In addition to getting a free audiobook, the library has over a quarter of a million titles you can choose from. 250,000 and that. Yes, and that. It's yes, a lot of books, that. bro. That's a lot so, of books. So and all you've got to do is register at www.audible.co.uk forward slash break the atoms. And just as a caveat, the 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook, which you can, you, can, you can keep that if you cancel your trial or if you continue Ooh. on. And you can listen to a whole host of books, one being 50 Cent from Pieces to Wait and countless others. So don't forget www.audible.co.uk forward slash break the atoms. Your advert game is the crazy. Your advert game is bomb. <laughs> Sound like QVC and that. <laughs> Go on. QVC and that. Okay, so... Today we've got a special guest, haven't we, Chris? A very special guest. Um, it's a guy who I call the common thread in right. our relationship. Right. Um, he's a very key factor in how we met. Um, you know, you were a bum. Yes. When I Still first am. met you, um, I had to polish you up. You know, make you look decent for the public. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But no, we got we got a very good friend of mine in, in the studio. I've mm. known him for actually. I think it's going to be twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah, twenty years next next wow. year. Um, You've known him older than some Drake fans. Th- this is true. Wow. This is true. And considering how Drake is the hot topic at the moment, yes. I think that's quite a poignant thing to say. Yeah. Um, this guy is my friend, my brother, extended family member. We've shared meals together. He used to come to the crib. You have the rice and peas and curry goat. If they ain't enough, cut, that, cut the plate in half. <laughs> Carrot yeah, juice is in standard. the fridge. 
he was there when my grandma died. So, you know, we've been through a lot of ups wow. and downs together. There were times when I wasn't around, people asking, so where's Chris? When 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 I was around, they'd be like, you know, where's Chris? And when he wasn't around, they'd be like, where's Gordon? And it's that kind of relationship. Right. So, right. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, dogs, cats, people with jobs, people without jobs, I'd like to introduce you to the very, very first guest on the Break the Atoms or Breaking Atoms podcast, my man, Gordon Jameson. Make some noise. Blah, 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 blah. That's, that's gun fingers. That's the Indian gun shop. Love that. Right, like, sound like some cheap poppers, bro. <laughs> sound like a kabaddi match. <laughs> Do you, you remember kabaddi on Channel kabaddi, 4? Kabaddi, kabaddi, kabaddi. Yeah, listen, listen, it's, not, it's not kabaddi, in it. it's what kabaddi, it? in it. Oh, How do you say it? Kabaddi. you got to put the dirt. So how, come you guys, how come you guys ain't been back on Channel 4 since like 86? Why? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's whack juice. Why? Nah, it's like in India, in parts of India, it's a real, real sport and it's... Yeah, it's dude, it was, like, it was like it was like it was like an Indian version of British Bulldog. Each other, but you got to bring people down. But you've got to be you've got to be saying that at all times. It's, 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 it's not. It's but not. it was like an Indian version of British Bulldog, bro. You remember British Bulldog in the yeah, playground? It was like true. an Indian version. I used to watch it Channel Four Sunday yeah, night, yeah, bro, yeah. before Cosby Show. Yeah, 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 yeah true. Yeah, bro, I used to watch that, bro. Yeah, yeah, you lot was here for one season and you lot were gone. Yeah, but so you know what else is gone? What's Cosby Show and that? That's also gone too. Anyway, thank you very much. Bro. I'm not, I'm not doing this it's the American in London. The, what the immigrant? Still yeah, British, the immigrant. British, isn't it? No, no, you're not. No, you're not. So yeah, you no, you're are not. British but live in America. I'm British but live in America. No, you're showing your ankles. You're not British. You're showing your ankles. I don't even have a green card, innit? He's showing his ankles. You ain't British no more, bro. He's up, man. You get me? He's the creps are dope, but you're showing your ankles, bro. Nah, you are up, from a up. forgotten nah, era, nah, bro. Like once upon a time, up, once upon a time, you show your ankles. They were called ankle swingers, bro. Now you're out here rolling around all confident. All right, listen, man. Yo, I think that the title of the podcast would be <laughs> "You Showed Your Ankles." <laughs> your ashy ankles. No, right, I'm so I'm joking. So welcome, <laughs> welcome. You've thank come you. all the way from New York City, your way. home. Yes. Um, to to London to be with us today. Yes. Chris obviously gave a wonderful intro for you, and you've known each other for. a a long time yeah what brings you I'm the, I'm the father of his style but go ahead what brings me to London yes. this time around yes yes this time around what brings me to London is um, me I'm recording a new EP oh okay and our friend over here Chris yes is the A&R he's oh, A&R wow. in the whole project so he's a poor man's Dante Ross he is a London Quincy Jones. Wow. Yeah, and, that, and you like Michael Jackson, so I know that he's one a, stung a, you, bro. A, I know it stung a, you. He's a London Quincy Jones. And he, he, he gave you the right alley oop there. I'll give you that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. try. You try. You try so to you, give me sauce. So you're work, working on an EP. Yes. Um, for our listeners who may not be aware of you, yeah. take us back to where you first started. Right. So, I think the most interesting thing I find about you, and I've known you for a long time, not as long as Krista. Mm-hmm. The thing I find interesting about you is you were from London, born and raised. And then one day you decided to pack it all in mm-hmm. and follow your dream and go to America to to really follow your music dreams, right? Yes. So take us back to that point where, you know, you decided London wasn't for me, the time when this was, and what, what made you go, right, I'm going to America to follow my dream? Okay, so a bit of a long, this is like 15 years in the making, right? Wow. So what happened was I met Chris in college. Um, and we became friends I was producing music. Um, so initially I was trying to get rappers to come on and like rap over my beats. I was booking studio time. They weren't turning up. 
So I just had music and no bars. So eventually someone turned around and said, well, listen, why don't you try writing music like the, the bars yourself? Try rapping. I was like, nah, maybe. Uh. Anyway, had a quick go at writing. Worked out okay. You know, probably garbage bars, but whatever. Um, then what happened was I started, I met Chris and Chris was the first non-American yeah. that I listened to, like that I could have face-to-face interaction with who wrote his own lyrics. Right. And and that inspired me a lot. I was and and not only did he write his own, but they were like good as well. Like yes. he was he was nice. Yes. <laughs> and he was me. probably he was probably <laughs> oh, <laughs> Look at his face. No, I mean. <laughs> look at his face right now. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's a picture of gold. <laughs> no man. But, it's, it's nice when people say nice things about you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but chilling out, carry on. He, so he was he was the the first non American I looked up to right. that, that I had access to. Yeah. That I was like, oh wow, if he can do it then so he kind of spurned me to get better and right. better. Um, we, I went off to do uh, a degree in music technology, and the only reason I, I did it was because studio time fifteen years ago was very expensive. It was right. still like hundred hundred pounds an hour. Wow. I couldn't really afford it. So by doing this degree, I had access to twenty four hour studio time. So I really did it just to record stuff. And um, Chris and I started a group called Twisted Thoughts. Right. Um, and we started doing a bit of like doing a couple shows here and there around the London circuit and it started picking up, you know. Um, we just lacked, there was just something lacking, man. And it was like maybe like finances, but also we need, we, we lacked that having that person that can really make things happen for you. We didn't know anyone in the music industry. We were right. just doing everything out of our own accord. Um, so what I ended up doing was I ended up doing work experience for a promotions company called the play center which okay. was right around the corner in shepherd's bush right um and they were doing all the promotions for universal so at the time it was like 50 cent eminem dr dre um then he the guy called stucky which was run run the business, ran the business right? right he closed down his business and then I was left without work experience, whatever. But that was my first work experience in the music industry. Right. Because after I finished my degree, yeah. I was trying to look for work in the music industry and couldn't get it. Right. Trying to apply at labels here, boom, boom, boom. Couldn't get it. So my my, own, my initial kind of, my first step was to just do an internship. Your so that foray, was, your foray yeah. into it, right. You, know, you gave me a nice care package one time, though. I ain't really? gonna lie. Yeah, yeah right. Um, Pete Rock, yeah. Lost and Found, so the Iron Eye oh, albums, wow. uh, Data albums. He gave me Big Sug. Who's yeah. hard? Yeah. Uh, skills, confession of a ghostwriter. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. He, I don't think he realised the levels of what he was giving me, yeah, but I didn't well, I, correct I him. Still, <laughs> I, I didn't correct him. I said, "Oh, you want to give me I this? Don't, I don't. Right, cool, yeah. cool, cool. You yeah. sure?" So, so you you went to promotions. Then you're also at this time working with Chris. Talk to me about this uh, talent show you guys did together. So there was this what talent show was called UK Unsigned, right? Yep, yep. And basically, they had all these auditions around the country, and it was pretty much you could go and. You could sing your song, you could rap, you know, whatever. And Chris and I went up and we did a song, whatever. And we did, we didn't think anything of it. We just it was in Wembley, somewhere in Wembley, Silver right. Spoon Club. Was that where it was? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, listen, it's somewhere that we can just see what happens, right? So we went up. We sounded horrible because the if don't remember, I don't know if you remember that there was like a, a, a delay between the instrumental yes. and what our mic. So we never, we couldn't hear what we were doing. Oh. But we were, but the way we were going on blood was like, we was, we was like dilated people's blood. We was, mm-hmm. we was going aggy. Like, and I think that day Leona Lewis was like, yeah, was, she was like auditioning, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but we, we like, we were going in. We sounded so terrible, bro. Yeah. Right. 
and we left the place thinking like we ne- we weren't going to get through. Uh, so we leave the place and someone had to run up behind us. English like, kid, the host. Yeah, English kid, the host. That he was ran- his name? Yeah, English kid. He wasn't just an English kid. No, he, was, he, was, he was black, fresh off the boat. Oh, but <laughs> he was an English kid, yes. Okay. Yes. Continue. He, he runs up behind us like, where are you lot going? We're like, yeah. well, you, you didn't mention our names to go through to the next round. He was right. like, nah, you're in there. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. So that was like the start of of us doing something. And then there was another two rounds. And then the, you know, the finals were in Hackney Empire. Okay. Um, where we performed... And it was, it was a wonderful experience being able to share a stage in front of, in like, in such an iconic venue. Smell, smell, smell it like barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. oh yeah, because you came from a barbecue, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard this. Story. Yeah, we came, we came from a had stains was, on our shirts, everything. Bro. Yeah, it was like a Colombian. Um, they do like a a yearly Colombian festival in South London, and we right. had come from there, and we took all the Colombian heads with us to hack the empire. Wow. So, um. We put on a great performance, but we didn't win. Okay. And it was that kind of moment where I realized that no matter how much Chris and I try to do, is we're always going to hit a glass ceiling. And I think we were kind of hitting our glass ceiling already. Because right. then by then, by then Chris and I were already performing maybe twice a week. We were running down to South London performing. Oh, we, were, twice we were going a week. everywhere. Yeah. yeah we That's were unheard just, of now. No, two, three times a week, bro. Like one time we, we had a show in Croydon. And I think it took like two and a half hours right. to get there. You know, like the the, the buses had, not, had letters, bro. Wow. It was like hate something. I'm like, yeah, yeah. we are out of bounds. Yeah. You don't want to lose your Oyster card up here, man. Wow. Yeah, we were, we were making we were, we were busy. We were busy. We were practicing like once a week too. That's deep. So basically, I was seeing that like my my I was limited in this country. Right. So that's when I started looking for like internships because I felt if I could meet people right. and I could push our stuff or my stuff or whatever, then it could help us out, right? A friend is going to help a friend rather than helping a stranger, right? right. That was my knowledge. That Makes was what, my, my thinking. So I started out at the play center. Play center didn't work, but I met a lady at the play center who was my supervisor called Joe. Big shout. Like these are these people I mentioned and I like, I don't keep in contact with them, but they are, if they'd be mentioned in my autobiography. Okay, okay, they're, they're sure, Those sure. type of people, right? Sure, that kind of sure. helped change my um my destiny in right. a way, right? Right, right, so, right. So, Lady Joe ended up working at a place called a record label called All City. Okay, that's that's where you got the care package. Dan, Dan right Greenpeace, there. yes. Dan, DJ yes. Dan Greenpeace. Grand, oh, Dan Greenpeace. <clears throat> that's Dan a legendary name. Yes, yes. Respect to yes. Dan Greenpeace. Yes. So, Is that his government name? No, that, that's no, that's his, his that's his like industry right. name. Yeah, okay. he's he's yeah. in Dubai right now, living life. Yeah. Living his best life. You're doing okay. great work over there. That's I saw that something about Captain Planet, but go ahead. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> no, working, shouted, yeah. I, so I was working for Dan Greenpeace at his label called All City. And then, um, so shout out to Dan Greenpeace. Then I'm going to send him this. Yeah, cool. And then I left, Joe left there. Well, So, yeah. so what it was, it was, I was working in promotions. Now right. the guy working in promotions at Dan Greenpeace's label yeah. was now my supervisor. Right. He left All City and said to me, would you like to come with me? So I said, yeah, cool. Because I was mainly working with him as opposed to Dan Greenpeace, right? So I ended up leaving with him. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a lot of... So I think at the time he was doing Akon. Right. Like, he broke Akon in this country. Right. Yeah, and his name was Chris Rock. Convict music. Shout out to Chris what Rock. That? I don't know. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> what was that? Was that Akon impression? <laughs> I know Akon's not around anymore, but don't do that. 
He's around. Just... No, I know, but I know, I know he's not around. Around, right, but like, don't do that. Convict me. So carry on. Do, do a Jay Sean ad lib in it. Go ahead. <laughs> down, down, down. But oh, yeah, yeah, me. Leave him alone. <laughs> YMCMB and that. Carry on. So this guy, Chris Rock, was. He was like the plugger, the, right. the radio plugger in this country. Right. And I, he was like, "Look, what are your plans?" And ever since Chris and I used to go to like Miami on holiday. I had this feeling, this gut feeling inside me that I was going to end up in America somewhere. I didn't know when, I didn't know how, I just had that gut feeling. So this guy, Chris Rock, was like, listen, if you work hard for me, I'm not going to pay you, but if you work hard and you do everything I ask you to, I'm going to introduce you to someone who will be your gate to America. Right. So all of a sudden, my lights went, oh shit, okay, this now, this is, this can, my dream or whatever can can be real. right? Right. So... Cut a long story short, six, seven, eight months down the line, he introduces me to a guy called Kirk Harding, who right. at the time was the president, the, no, the, the head of marketing at SRC Records, which was a Steve Rifkin's... In New York. In New York. Okay. So he introduces me to Kirk. I speak to Kirk and Kirk is like, listen, would you like to come out here? And I was like, yeah. Exchange emails, numbers. And then within three months, I left to go to New York. Packed your bags. Packed my bags and like, I, like it all left happened. your family. Yeah, left everything, bro. But left the man name. He left the man name. Left, well. left, yeah, yeah, left, 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 left you sobbing. Man, yeah, bro. He came to he came to my house the day after the Hackney show. He's like, I'm going, man. Yeah, I left, but but everything was was just so pure disrespect in it. Yeah, that's it was dread. Nah, it was dread. Cancelled now. Yeah, cancelled in it. Cancelled in that. Gone. But it seemed like it, everything was just like my doors were opening because it's like I had been working at. Marriott hotels. I got made redundant from Marriott hotels. But don't knock it, bro. We got some free hotel stays in Miami off the nah, back nah, of Marriott. Let's, Marriott let's, let's not knock it. Let's not knock it. Yes, right? yes, sir. Shout don't Marriott. shout them. They don't pay us shit. Fuck them. Carry on. Cool. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, so like, I had been made redundant. I had been, right. get, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I had broken up with my long-term girlfriend at the time. It was like, everything was, there was nothing here for me except for Spicy Grill. Chicken Cottage, yes. Spicy Girl. Yo, lad, did he break my... up with Sabina and that? Who? Sabina. Who was his long-term girlfriend? D- D- Davina. Oh, safe now. Oh, why? It's a Sabina. Oh, oh, why? It's Sabina. I don't know, lad. The way he looked in my eyes all confident. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, have I, have I missed something? Sabina, who, who's, who's Sabina, bro? I don't know. Now, don't talk about what you don't know, bro. You weren't there, bro. You weren't there, bro. <laughs> so, all right, Sabina. So, it's not like something about a funny cat, bro. I Davina. I just tried to make a Sabina yeah. joke. But anyway, carry on. Yeah. Um... Blood, so, you're a joker, man. I said Sabina, you know. I was really confused enough. Yeah, I was like, okay. All right, so continue. So, left everything, went to New York, um, and again, just worked very hard over there under right. Kirk. Then ended up working for the president of SRC Records, who's Gabi. Shout out to Gabi. Yes, yes. And then ended up working under Steve Rifkin. Shout out to yes. Steve Rifkin. And then got into like the management thing. And this is all the while putting out music. Cause... So, talk about that. So, let's let's. Get to your music before we get to all the executive stuff you've mm-hmm. done at a high level. Yeah. Let's talk about the music. So you did a a, a mixtape with DJ Who Kid? Yes, from G Unit. Yeah, from G Unit. Yeah, at the time when G Unit was popping, when it was popping, popping, popping. Yes. yes, and you know you are when the first, popping and dangs. You know, yes. you know you are the first and only to date UK MC that's ever done a mixtape with Who Kid. Well, you didn't, I think they might have done some stuff bef- after, but you were the first. Okay. Because yeah, okay, Giggs and them might have done something. And oh, Kalashnikov comes to mind. Kalashnikov comes yeah. to mind. So Sorry, but you were the first still. You were yes. the first still, and then yes. fast forward like maybe six, seven years later, yes, then who it started, came. Exactly, mm. then it started right. taking off. So yeah, I was, it was, yeah, man, it was a massive milestone in my career, man, to, 
we like you know two years beforehand we went from being in Miami listening to in the club and hearing who kid yeah, yeah, yeah and then next thing I'm hearing my my songs and my vocals with with, with all these drops and stuff beautiful so so my question is this right mm-hmm. how does someone leave the UK yeah with very little money yeah and very few connections. How do you end up linking up with Who Kid? Because you don't just walk into a room and get introduced to these types of yeah, people. Yeah, especially after you broke up with Sabina. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, so rude in that. <laughs> after you were told her name. Well, go ahead. Sorry. I think I think when I went when I first went to America, right? I was I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of wonderful people, right? And powerful people. Now I think what happened with with going to America, the fact that I had nobody. Like no family, no friends, no go, like nothing. Yeah. Word, word is on the street. You like one Christmas day, you had like no TV, and you were in the house by yourself. Yeah, I never had for a good, I think a year and a half, oh, two years, pathetic. I never had a TV. So for my first Christmas, which I had ever like spent outside of London, away yeah. from my family, yeah, was spent in America, and like, there were, like I had nothing. So the only thing I could do was work. Right. It was the f- only one thing that took me away from. If any anyone anyone who's ever left their home and migrated knows how difficult and how sure depressive it can be it's like it's, it's a tough journey and i and i think i went through that for a good year and so working was the only thing that took my mind off of things um and so i just worked day and night bro i was the first one in the office i was the last one to leave and these people started seeing my work ethic right and i think that's what gave me the advantage when everyone was coming in starting work at 10 i was coming in at 7 30 in the morning when everyone was leaving work at 7 I was there till like 10 p.m. Sometimes I was staying the night and then going to the gym and showering like the next morning. Like right. I was doing shit like that because, right. and that worked to my advantage because they started to see my work ethic and they were like, this guy's works really hard. Like what, you know, we're not paying him because he's interning. Like what, what does he want? And then, you know, I was very honest. I said, listen, I'm, I'm a recording artist. This is what I do. They would listen to my music and yeah. then Gabby, which was like my main, the guy I was mainly working for. Yes. He was like, called me up one day. I remember it was a Saturday and he was like, you know, and I, at this time I was working on a mixtape, which I was just going to put out. Which which mixtape was the it? For, it's called The Foreign Exchange. Foreign Exchange. And at, the, at that time it was just going to be music I was putting out. Because when I first went to America, I never had money to even record music. Right. I spent the first year just doing nothing music related apart from music industry stuff. Right. Right. Because I didn't have money. So then when I started to get a bit of money, I started being able to go to the studio. So like, Gabby would ask me like, oh, what are you doing? I'd be like, oh, I'm writing. He'd be like, what are you writing? And I'd be like, I'm working on a mixtape. Mm-hmm. And then one Saturday, I remember he called me up and he was like, how's your mixtape coming on? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's coming. He was like, send it to me when you're ready. So a month later, I send it to him. Calls me back up and is like, I just played it for who kid? He, he really likes it. He's going to host it. And I was like, what? That's dope. So that's how that came about. So just for context for people who don't know, because we all know who Garby is. Yes. Give context, apart from being the president of SRC at the time. Yeah. Who? What else does Garby do? Because I've known Garby through different ways. So from SRC, but then also through management of certain artists. So so Gab started out under Steve Rifkin at Loud Records. He was head of promotions at Loud. Um, at SRC, he was the president of the label, which is when I met him. Yep. Um, and then he went on to take French Montana under his wing when French wasn't anyone and ended up managing French Montana and started his own management company. And yeah. and so that's who Gabby is. So it was through you and Gabby 
that got me the interview with French in New York all them years ago. Well, it was really me. It wasn't it, really Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just trying yeah. to get credit yeah. where it was you and Ashley <laughs> because by then I had a few strikes. You get me, man? Uh, so yeah, yeah, man just had to, I'll give you. I'll give you this. Man had a French, French knew exactly who you were. They weren't letting us in the door. We had so Gordon had arranged this interview. So this is the first UK interview with French Montana. So we went to a Manhattan studio, really plush one too, right, mm-hmm. right in the center of Manhattan. And they wouldn't let us in the door. I won't tell the rest of the story because it has some other activity that we won't discuss. But Gordon was instrumental, certainly, in putting that together for me. But I tell you, I tell you another little story, right? And this is how I knew that this was meant to be for me. Yeah, Chris, remember when we went to Miami, right? I don't know if it was the first or second year we went to the Shelbourne and they were having an R. Kelly Terror Squad pool party. Yeah, I, I still haven't told my mother what we saw that day. Okay. Well, go ahead. Are we talking about the Khaled story? Or is this a different story? I'm not going to go into the Khaled story. Yeah, I'm not going to go into that. It's too, it's too powerful. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, gonna, I'm not... Hashtag blessed. Yeah, our, our, our podcast Ka- and bank accounts will get shut down. <laughs> yes. Okay, Karen, yeah, let's, we don't need let's that. Let's not go into Karen. that, okay? Karen. But do you remember when we, we couldn't get in through the front, right? So we went through the back of the pool, right? Right. And there were two guys at the back of the pool. And they were charging, I, I think it was $400 mm-hmm. to get in. Yes, I remember. Do you know who that guy was? Who's that? Gabby. No. Because, because years later, he told me, he was like, yo, bro, you know how many things I used to do back in the day? Once there was an R. Kelly Terror Squad pool party and I was paid to, to promote it. But what I did, I stood at the back door and I was charging four or $500 for people to get in. And it clocked. He oh. was the one that said to me, 400 and guess what happened? And this was way before I had plans of going right, to... Right. So I basically brushed shoulders with the man who probably gave me all my licks in America. That's dope. That's some crazy... That's crazy, that's bro. Yeah. Deep. That is deep. So there was no need for him to be rude to me when I met him, though. That Garby's a yeah. nice guy. Maybe he just didn't like He him. always asks for you, though, you know. He's always like, how's your guy, Kristen? I'm like, he's, he's a nice guy. guy. He was a nice no, guy. I got time. Was... I got time for him. He was very... I, got to... I have to respect him. I remember when I first met him, he, sh- he made fun of me because list... he said, oh, you listen to his backpack rap. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you know what the story was behind that? Tell the story. They, they had gone to Steve and Gabby had gone to on a tour yeah. to Japan um, and then and all of Europe right? right so they ended up going to Japan so it was a tw- I don't know a 22 hour flight to Japan I don't right. know so Gabby comes to me and he's like Gordon I'm going on a 22 hour flight I need music, music right. so I said here's an iPod now Chris had given me an iPod yeah I think it was like a 64 gigabyte iPod yeah, yeah, yeah. full of music right so I said I said Gab here's an iPod full Music, you're going right. to kill you, knock yourself out. This guy comes back from Japan, right? 10 days, 12 days later, and he's like, yo, bro, there's nothing but underground backpack shit. Yes. That's all I listen to on my yes. way to Japan is underground backpack. He was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, yeah, it's my guy Chris's iPod. He gave it to me. Right. He was like, oh, my God, I heard songs that I didn't even know exist. I was like, nah. That's blame Chris for that. But I, I, had to tell, that. I had to tell Gabby, I said, most of the music on there, your label put it out. Well, yeah, because loud. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not but, only did I put money in your pockets, yeah. then you're going to turn around and insult me. No, that's deep. No, Gabby was very cordial when I met him. I also met his brother by chance outside Heart. That, is that Nelson? Yeah. Nelson, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We went up to G-Unit right, with yeah. them. I, yeah, we did the, um, the Gomez Brothers show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. when he was at G-Unit. Gabby's hilarious, I was interviewing Ralph McDaniels, Uncle Ralph, video music book, outside Heart 97. And we're walking, about to walk into Hot Night 7, and he sees Nelson. Ralph, Uncle Ralph, introduces me to Nelson. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, you're from G-Unit? Oh, yeah, cool. I want to, um, this is when Beamer Benz and Bentley was popping. Right. 
I want to do a UK remix. He said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sort that out. Get the artist. Came back. Didn't happen. Yeah, but you didn't call me though, so that's, that story's a non-factor. That. <laughs> that story's a non-factor, innit? Why, anyway, why, why did you waste 30 seconds of our podcast, <laughs> anyway, bro? Anyway, anyway. Oh, why? Let's, Sabina and that, let's move on to that. Sabina. So, okay. So, let's talk about the music. So, you did, talked about mixtape. Yes. Um, I came and saw the trilogy. Let's talk about that briefly. Who you worked on, who you worked with on those projects. Because I want, I want people to understand... We've understood some of your executive background. We want to understand who you've worked with. Um, so talk us through that. So, okay, cool. So once I, I, I earned a couple of stripes here and there and I was able to see how the music industry really worked, I started putting out more music. So there's, like you said, I came, I saw a trilogy. Yeah. Volume one featured Emilio Rojas and Sky Zoo. Joel Ortiz as well? Or was that he was on two? volume two. Okay. Joel Ortiz and Sean Price were volume two. Wow. And then volume three, I kind of did it on my own because by then it was like, I had earned musical stripes to just put our project on my own. No, nah, budget really... ran out. Let's be real. Yeah, no, but... <laughs> and a budget ran out. Yo, sorry. you just snitched him. Right. <laughs> budget ran out. Right. It's all right. It's, it's okay. Yo, it's, you... It happens. How it happens. How you snitch on your boy like that? I don't know. I'm just assuming. Like, Sean Price, Sky Zoo. Come those, on, man. Those are some very powerful names you just mentioned. Some, yeah, bro. Some talented <clears throat> individuals who could wrap their asses off. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, rest in peace, Sean Price. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yes, was, rest in peace, Sean Price. That, yeah. that, was, that was a joint. So... Now you've you fast forward now you you've always back and forth, um, you can play you, you not only you can rap you mentioned you can produce yeah you can also play instruments as well is this correct yeah I play like some keys and guitar and guitar and, yeah wow yeah, serenade the ladies and that yeah. campfire bangers volume one come by you get me come by you get me Jordan's campfire bangers trap remix and that <laughs> but there's a there's a part of the story yes. you haven't mentioned bro okay once upon a time I got a call from Gordon he's like yo. I just battled this kid in the office. Oh, yeah, I said, I said battle who? I said, well, I said, you're supposed to be working. Like, why are you battling people in the office? I said, what's his name? He said, oh, Ash something. I'm like, yeah, okay. Ashy Larry? Possibly. <laughs> Turns out that Gordon had to battle Asheroth just before he was offered his deal. Give us the story around that and why you were selected from your office desk and cubicle or whatever it was mm-hmm. to come and battle this guy. And who won that battle? You need to tell the story, man. All right, so what, what it was is what... um. I was always the, I was the guy in the office who worked because I needed a paycheck, but was constantly like, and I didn't make shy that I was that what I wanted in life, right? I didn't right. want to sit behind a desk. People right. knew that, right? This guy one day walks in, shout out to Scooter Braun, because he's gone on to achieve some magnificent things. And at that time, I mean, he came in in a subway and he comes to me and he's like, um, is Steve Rifkin the... I was like, let me find out for you if Steve's available. Boom, sitting down, cool. Then another guy walks in and in open toe chancletas, <laughs> hippie <laughs> looking, very dirty looking. And, right. and I'm thinking to myself, like Post Malone. Yeah, but like without the guitar. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you must have left the guitar. So I'm thinking my next, my next mission is going to, to go and buy a guitar for this youth. <laughs> I find out. So they go into the office and next thing I'm minding about, and I hear, Gordon! I'm like, what's up? I'm thinking I'm going to have to go and buy tea and coffee. This is Steve shouting This out. is Steve. Gordon, get Gordon in here now. It wasn't even, he didn't even shout. It was one of them, press the button, get Gordon in here now. Like, right, it was, right, it was right. like the intercom type thing. So they come to me, Gordon, Steve wants you. And I'm like, at that time, Steve never called me. He knew who, who I was and right, we right. talked, but he was, it wasn't like that. Right? You're the so, intern. So. I was, yeah. So. I didn't mean in the rude way. Yeah, no, no. I was the intern. I'm putting context. Sabina and that. Sabina, Sabina and that. I, I was I was the intern. So 
I go into the office and he's like, I want you to battle this guy. So I'm like, battle, what, like guitar string battle, kumbaya <laughs> battle, what are we going to do? Because this guy just gave us another vibe, vibe bro. Right, right. right? But, but, but that confidence when you, where you see somebody who you, who you know you can smash because he doesn't look like a rapper turn into a little fear because I thought, right, he must, he's got to be bumbler to be coming <laughs> in and open toe sandals. Yeah, to Steve Rifkin, yeah, he must be bumbler. Right? So, I was sh- so now Steve is like, call all the A&Rs, get everyone in here now. So I'm thinking to myself, Oh, okay, cool. So, boom. So anyway, Scooter is sitting at the back of the office and he's looking at me like, oh, he's just the intern. Right, he can't can't, can't do nothing. He's just, because if so, you know what I'm saying? So everyone's in now. So Ash goes first, Asher Roth goes first and I hear 16 bars. I'm like, nothing to be scared of. Like, it's terrible. Right. Right? Bad. Right. Like, so I go... For those that don't know, he's shooting off bars. No, nah, shooting off bars. No, nah. like a pea shooter to I me. Know, hey, listen, nah, just... I was going off on bars on this youth, right? Like, I got so hype. Yeah. Like after round two, I was jumping on the table, like going at him, wow. like. And I remember, bro. No, shout out to Scooter Braun, right? But I remember Scooter being sitting next to Steve with his head down, scratching his eyes, like. What I have just brought this guy in. To get a deal and this intern has come in and like destroyed him. Now, so what happened was after that, everyone came to A&R's, came to me and were like, Gordon, you killed it. Monday morning, I, I guarantee you Steve's going to give you a deal. Rare, rare, rare. And I'm like, that was like, I felt was my moment. Right. Like where all my hard work, all my sacrifice was going to pay off. Right. That phone call, I'm like, I, I had my list ready, Chris, my mum, <laughs> like, ready, right? right? So I come in on Monday, still still hype. And Monday, I find out that Scooter had taken Asher off to Jay-Z. And Jay-Z had been like, yeah, he's nice, boom, boom, boom. And then Steve signed him. Right. And then, I'm not going to lie to you, I think it's the first time I've said this out in public, but that night I went home and I cried. Like, sobbed. Yeah. Because it was... Was it a sob like? Are we going to different? T- are we going to different levels like, of sobbing? Yeah, no, no, you, like, know, you know, it was in the mirror where you were you shivering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After well, your mum yeah. just beat you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, got, you got corruption in your nose and nostrils and, and, and the bogies running down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, was like, it, was, it was like that. Was the bogies dangling? Like, was it where they trans- was it running? Was it, was it translucent dang, bogey? Dang. <laughs> translucent. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was dangling. It was dangling, but it had it was such a cruel moment for me because it was a time when I was so close, bro. To my life changing, to getting nothing, right, and I and I got nothing from it. So, what was the general consensus? Did you beat him? Yeah, this of course fo- I did. There's footage of this, right? There's footage, but gone. Scooter, somebody, yeah, I'm, Scooter. I don't, I, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, no, no, no. I'll say it for him, and he's not saying anything. I'll say it. If I'm in that position, if I'm in Scooter Braun's position, and I have an artist where you know. There is some debate over over who wins and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure that footage doesn't come out. I also think Scooter is smarter than a lot of us give him credit for. Oh, I think he probably took him to Jay Z to force Steve's hand. Of course, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. As you would, you'd be like, "Hey, look, we've got this interest. What do you want?" And Hove's like, oh, okay. but even even before Hove and Steve Rifkin, like Scooter had videos of of Asher Roth with like ludicrous and ludicrous co-signing him because 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 scooter had those connects right. like, he's like very that. smart bro. He, he's a smart man he's a nice guy too 
absolutely great, great guy. You know what I'm saying? But he was just he he played his cards perfectly, right? So, but what bothered me about the whole situation is, I'd, if I, if if I see someone getting an opportunity mm. that I feel I I should be getting, I don't have a problem with that, bro. I'm cool with that because you're achieving a, a goal, a dream. Right. I'm gonna achieve mine one day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's 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 no shortness of of a, of achieving greatness. We can all achieve greatness. Sure. Right. Sure. My issue was. He went on double XL. Asheroff went on double XL wow, on a magazine, here. Go on, and and was like, "Yeah, you know, Steve had this one of his interns come in and and battle me, and I KO'd him." That I think those were his Is words. That what happened? You never I told KO'd me that. Him. And it was, and then, and then I'm gonna know, tweet him when I get home. No, I don't bother. And then, Why not? And, don't bother. And then it was like, you know, who's like that? That's what it was. I KO'd him, and so when I looked at this, I was like. So not not only do I lose the opportunity, but now you're 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 painting me in the wrong eyes. Yeah. yeah, do you get what I'm saying? And and it's and it is what it is, bro. I I get it. It's publicity. You got to do what you got to do. But it was at that point yeah. where people at the label started then being like, "Damn, bro! Like, right? How are they right, gonna right, do Gordon right, like that? You right, get me? Right. So then that's when we started looking for the tape, right? Because we were gonna be like, just put the tape out and let, let the man them see what really yeah. happened. You yeah, get me? Vlad TV popping for real. But yeah, why <laughs> but, are you have mentioned him? <laughs> Carry but, on. But the tape, the tape had somehow vanished. Well, that tape got set on fire, bro. And yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to go into it, bro. I, I can't, I, I'd be jeopardizing myself if I, if I went into... No, that's fine. What? We don't want, we don't want you to do it. It's, just, it's an interesting story. Yeah. It also highlights the level of people that you've come into contact with, worked with, because obviously I know even post that you and Scooter Braun had, you know, a good relationship even post that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I remember calling Gordon not so long ago on WhatsApp. And of course you would, it's free. Yeah, 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 safe enough. Uh, and then, you know, where are you? And he would say, I'm at Chris Brown's house. And that's, yeah, 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 I've got a few of those calls. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you say it so long. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guess who I'm with, Chris? Like, who? Yeah, yeah, Diddy's here, French is here, you, Chris is here. You, can I add something else to the Scro- Braun story? Hit me. That this is, again, I'm, I'm being honest, right? Just being on. <clears throat> there was a once, I was, in the, I was in the office till late, and Scooter had finished some meetings with... Def Jam, and he right. came round my way, and he They're saw They're all me. in the same building, I remember that. They're Everything all in the was in the same. And he walked around, he was like, oh, you're here late. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm working. I've got to go to a studio tomorrow. He was like, you're really hard working, bro. He was like, don't ever stop. And I was like, I took it like a compliment, but at the same time, I was like, well, if that's how you feel, why, why, why you don't try and put your man on? You get me? Anyway, mm. a year later, right after Asheroff had kind of peaked, and now yeah. Justin Bieber was moving, right? I was in the lobby at the Universal Building, 1755 Broadway, wow. New York, New York, 10019. And I swear on my mother's life, Yeah, I walked past him, I said, hello, Tim. And he said, Gordon, come over here for a second. So I come over and he says, I should have signed you. Wow. Instead. I swear on my mom's life. Deep. And I was like, oh, why am I only hearing this for the first time? Because it's for the podcast. Bro, I That's wouldn't even why. be on this podcast if that happened, bro. You'd be here by yourself, bro. Yeah, but look, there's always an opportunity. These things... Like, I know, it, but I'm just saying you'd be here by a, yourself, innit? It's, it's a, what we'd call a fleeting moment, but it, it would, I'm sure it'll happen again. I'm sure you'll come across... You'll yeah. come, you know, come across each other's paths and, you know, you're working on new music now, which is perfect. A perfect yes. setup for what you're working on now. You mentioned the EP. Yep. Um, you've put a single out recently, haven't you? Yes, I put out... Um, so I released... After the trilogy, I put out uh, an EP called Nothing To Lose. Yes. And that had... Um, the single was called Nothing to Lose, which got like a lot of rotation on like 
MCV bass, a bunch of it got a lot of press. I put a lot of um, energy and money into that. Um, got a lot of press. It racked up, I think, something close to seven hundred thousand streams on Spotify. Wow. Um, it did very well. And then, as Chris quoted earlier, I really my budget was really gone after that. <laughs> so when it came to the last single, which I right. just put out now, yeah. Um, it, um, yeah, I, I didn't have the, the funds. And anyone who is really serious about music yes. knows how much money like this shit really takes, bro. It's not just you go record, you go mix, you put it out. Now, if you, if you really want to have some kind of indentation, yes, you need some paper, man. Wow. So, um, so I hear you're big in Ghana. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Shout out to all my people in Ghana, man. Yes. The Ghanaians yeah, love Yeah, the Ghanaians Jameson. love Jameson, I think, yeah. So my ancestors are from still. Really? Yeah, man. Mm. They're cool. probably bumping it still. Um, also... Uh, no, this is my ancestors, man. <laughs> I'm safe in it. Oh, I'm too, man. Safe in it. Sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. The spirit of the Black Panther. <laughs> okay, so as we're wrapping up towards the end of the episode, yeah. let's, do, let's delve into some other stories that you guys might have with each other. Because we all know each other. So I know Chris separately to Gordon, but I know that you are best friends. Yeah, yeah, that's my man's. Right, right. But I knew Plural. you both separately. That's correct, right? Yes. I met you separately yes. through some guy over here who connected me to you. Yeah, a guy called Chris, I think his name Chris. was. He worked at RCA. Right, 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 right. And I was seeing him. I was checking him. And then he was like, oh, there's a guy. There's a guy from London coming. And he's like, his blog is massive. You need to meet him. So I was like, okay, cool. cool. Give me your, your number, whatever. Right. And then you and I linked up. and We had loads of energy. veggie burgers and diners. Yeah, a lot of good energy and then and then it turned out that you knew chris yes and i knew chris and and then just and then yeah and it was small world in it that's deep cypher cypher is complete yes um have you guys got any stories other stories i don't want to you know instigate man in certain movements you You know no snitching and that no snitching that you know snitching you still feel that you're a superior mc to him um no you don't he's a way better artist than i am that's I, nice. I've never heard that before. Um, that's you. quite nice. Yeah, yeah he's a way better artist because w- when I look at artistry, I'm looking at like lyrics, delivery, yeah, uh, melody, yeah, concepts, image, um, maybe line for line. Yeah, then, I may I have guess, a slight edge. Right. The only problem is 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 his football team. Yeah, his football team is trash. Right. Quiet, isn't it? I don't understand. I don't understand how someone leaves London, yeah, to become a massive Man United fan when they're in England. First of all, you haven't been to Old Trafford. First of all, first, wow, first of all, that's the first thing. You know, I was wow. outside it. You know, I was outside it. You know, I was outside it. No, so, 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 and you've been outside, bro. There's no like, pictures, bro. He's trying to say he's been outside. You can't talk, blood. Man went to Kiev, yeah, for no to see his team to see his team get bust up, blood. It's all right. That's what you do. That to support your team. There's no, there's no, no footage or imagery. Of Gordon supporting Man United when he was in this country, we talk no. about none exists. Come on, bro. We no, there's about? no pictures, bro. It, it doesn't exist. Like, like there was the no internet. It doesn't blood. exist, bro. Wow. It disappeared like the Asher Roth. What are you tape. talking about, there's man? There's no, bro. I've not seen one piece <laughs> nah, of footage. Blood, they, hardcore they, you, know, you know, some people have pictures of their kids on their wall. Of and course, that. there's of course. none of Gordon in the Man United shirt. What are you talking about, man? None, bruv. Let, let me go into my mum's archive and I'll show you something, yeah, man. Yeah, bruv, you need to dig deep for that one, boy. Like, oh, dust and that. You know them ones where you have to pull out like, the dust? <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> the dust and yeah, it. Yeah, man, do you think? <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, he's... Temple of Doom and that, yeah, Temple take, of Doom and that. He takes his Man United thing way too he d- serious. He definitely way does. Way too serious. He definitely does. So, one question I have, a serious one. Yeah. Move, moving away from football. Yeah. What's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself since moving to America? Not musically, but just about yourself. About myself? Yeah. Um, 
I think that like maybe mentally the strength I have mentally is very um is more than what I think I I could have I I had when I when I left to come to when I left to go to America I think I was still like a, a young boy right and when I when when I finally went to America I think is when I really became a man in every in every Why are you so stupid in every in every sense like <laughs> mentally like you you go from here I was sheltered by like friends family yeah. and when you when you go out in the wild man and you don't have anyone you 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 realize how what you have do you know what i'm saying your, your when, mental, when you when your you come courage, out, your mental yeah strength. when you come out of your comfort zone is when you really yeah. realize yeah. what who you are as a person right and right. and certain things you can only go through certain things like when when you get put yourself in those positions of <clears throat> failure um you know shit being fucked up yeah you know you not maybe having any money to go and buy a burger at Wendy's and having to make right. cheese sandwiches and Wendy's is dope you know yeah Wendy's is American dope. and that's American mm, no no I went there when I was in California okay. it's dope. Do, do you know what I'm saying so yeah so I, I've learned I'm just I can I'm just yeah mentally quite strong um and that God is good I love him no I've I've, I've said to you many times over the years that I, you know you're one of the most strongest people I've ever come across to have the courage to leave your family behind testicular fortitude and that. yes and that um, <laughs> to, to have that and then go and then make something of yourself M- you know many people can't succeed in in the music in the music business because they don't understand the business side of it or they don't have the talent for it and they and, and you know and they do it in their own country and they can't do it you went to a different country where it's competitive and you you know absolutely succeeded. absolutely and and i can't i can't put it all down to me man like i've got a very good family i've got very good small amount of friends yeah and you know the glory of god man like I, can't, I wouldn't be able to do nothing without him blessing me my doors opened up man like people tell me like rah you know i want to go to america what you know what what can i do and it's like i tell them like listen man you can go i, I was very fortunate my doors could have all closed in america and i'd be back here you got you got a pray and pay but yeah you got to pr- wow. pray and pay and Love no you're, you're you're right bro and and i think I've got like a lot of faith in everything I do and it wasn't all me. I was given the tools to be able to go through what I needed to go through. Right. But ultimately, man, it was uh, the higher power that was opening these doors for me, man. That's bomb. For yeah. real. That's bomb. Considering real. Um, Summit tried to cancel God I've a few episodes ago. Yeah. yeah, no, you can't do that. Bro. Yeah, I told, I said that. Can't I said that. that. You can't do that. You can't do right. that. Speaking of higher power, yeah. we end the episode. Oh, yeah. really quick with this. Here we go. Speak about my God-given gift of snoring, because um, you might want to. You might want to just give this. Um, we talked about this in the last episode. You want to regurgitate it because I don't mind taking. Word on the street is your soul like a machine. <laughs> so this, you, yeah, I go. To, I, I'm performing at South by Southwest Music Festival. Safe, yeah. Speed it up and that. And yeah, yeah, safe in it. <laughs> All right, sorry. Right. All right. So now I opened you made up. Him miss Scarface too, by the way. He's still salty about that. The Ghetto Boys, not just Scarface. All the Ghetto Boys. I see. Oh, man. Respect them anyway, carry on. Opened up for the Far Side, right in South by Southwest. This youth comes Who to me that? after the. I did. So he comes to me after the show, like I helped him with that, you know, like the whole South by Southwest. But that's a different story, mate. Safe now, carry on. No, you didn't. Safe. Yeah, you did. All right. So <laughs> this youth, right? This youth, right? Comes to me like after the show, like, and he's like, "Where are you staying tonight, Gordon?" 
I'm at my hotel, innit, blood? Who think where I'm staying, blood? Man, don't move homeless. You get me, blood? <laughs> man, I had an entourage. You get me? I can't leave them, man. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, can I, can I stay with you? I was like, yeah, like man, you don't even have to ask. Get, bum, me, man, get me, Such a bum dude. So, so I, had to, I had to move some things around, right? So Jennifer's in one bed. I had to share a bed with my DJ, but I told the DJ, I said, listen, I said, something. do you want the bed? But then... Someone was like, nah, 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 I got the couch. So I brought man into the, into the house. Come in, man, you get me? <laughs> my door is open and that. Yeah, come man, hither. you get me? Come, come, hither, come hither, in, man. blood, you get me? So this <laughs> youth... two and that. So this youth... So we're going to sleep now, right? Now, this youth, blood, starts snoring, blood. It's a condition, right? bro. It's a condition. Snoring, like... But I was thinking to myself, right, you disrespectful coming into my coming into my hotel room, yeah? That's already <laughs> overpacked. And snoring, right? But the thing was, it's not like a, a snore that like you can get into a meditative, a meditative state and and then fall asleep. This you snoring was like, <laughs> blood, threw man right off. You know I mean? Blood, <laughs> we're dashing shoes at him. Blood, none of us could sleep. President him. Bush, yeah, hey, blood, dashing shoes at him. Blood, everything. And he wakes up the next morning, all fresh, like Mama yeah, great fresh. night's sleep. And we're all like. Yo, you're the most disrespectful youth, lad. Right. Homeless, we give you a bed, and then you keep us up, right. keep us up awake. Man, yeah. snore like Timberland's like, drums and that. <laughs> <laughs> like premier, yeah. premier drums and that. Like a premier snare and that. Man, sound like, like a... No, but do like... like a trap that's, that, that, sound, that sound like... <laughs> that, that sounds like snore sleep like apnea to me, bro. Say again? That sounds like sleep apnea no, to I me. No, I have a condition. I'm working on it. I'm What's the condition called, lad? I don't know, lad. Condition and that. My, my doctor said I got a condition and that. Condition's called disrespect. How are you working on it? Like doing star jumps? Yeah, blood. Before I go sleeping, that. That's all them veggie burgers, blood. I'm going to be real, you know. If you came to my house and did that, bro. I'm not coming to your house. That's why I'm not coming to your house. All right, cool. Um, Throw hot water on you when you're sleeping, bro. (laughs) Burn your scalp. But but there is that story. I have to just, you know, for the record, I had a place to stay. I chose You did it, man. Stop lying. I, you came, man. I've been going to, I've been going to South by Southwest I three or four years the, before you even entered the, the, the vicinity. I opened man. up that door like I was a, like I was a, a monk in a monastery. Like, come in, man. You get me? Come in, blood. Come in, blood. And you can get free breakfast in the morning. You get me? Here, Who made lad. breakfast? Who made breakfast? No, no it was on them hotel. hotel. No, you should have made breakfast. Him. No, it was, a, you, it was a, after that snoring. He should have made breakfast. No, it was a free hotel in it. You should have. You should have drew for some. What they call it in America? Like um. Breakfast potatoes and turkey bacon, bro. The best thing about it, though, while I was refreshed, we went um, the next day, we took a walk around. Yeah, what? we did, yeah. And, Holding hands uh, and that. We saw these shacks in Austin. It was really, really deep, actually. So people had, like, these shacks that broken doors. It was very run down. And then... I remember that. We had a, we had a great conversation that day, actually. Yeah, right. Speed up and that. We were walking around. We saw, and it was just mind-boggling to me. Like, you have the city, Austin, which is one of the more liberal cities in the state of Texas. And you think it's all hunky-dory. And, you know, 15 minutes away from the epicenter of South by Southwest, mm. you've got these shacks where people are just living hand to hand. It's really, it was really... Mm. Gentrification, bro. No, it was really bad to see. And then, then, Parts of it anyway. then Gordon saw his people playing a football match and I couldn't understand what they're saying because they're speaking in Spanish and I really wanted to get involved and I couldn't. No, not after you snoring. You have no rights to be involved in anything, bro. That's true, it's true. Right. That's the end of that. But wait, look, Go we can't on. just have our guests just roll out like that. Where can they find you? Oh, that's true. On, on social media. Like, yeah, your hospitality game is so trash, bro. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me at jamesonmusic.com, Instagram at jamesonmusic, Facebook Jameson Music, Twitter Jameson Music. So Jameson Music. Then. Jameson, Why are you saying it? It's Jameson Music, isn't it? Yeah, but it's Jameson Music. J A M I S O N, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, to spell it right, isn't it? Yo. The Scottish way, isn't it? The Scottish way. Yeah. Yes, because you got Scottish and Colombian heritage, yeah, I'm Scottish, and you can Colombian. rap in Spanish too. Yeah, standard. Yo. Yeah, I I I still haven't met another. Scottish 
Colombian person apart from your sister, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, still someone, a, yeah. the ilk of Gordon. Yeah, the ilk. Wow. it's trash. Yeah. Ilk and that. But no, thank. <clears> we're, <throat> we're very pleased uh, and honoured to have you as our first guest. I thank think you. it's only right that we have Gordon considering his relationship with you, Chris. Yeah, and um, I had to do all the, the logistics, you know what I mean? You yeah. was out here in your little summer shirt eating veggie burgers, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I got my panini waiting for me after this episode and that man got eating well, it. Have you got chocolate with sea salt? No, no, tea salt. Sea salt. Oh, no, I got it. Yeah, no. I, I said it right then, didn't it? Yeah, I said tea right. salt. It's sea salt. No, 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 no. Actually, we'll talk about the na- We'll talk about it later. I've got, I got something else to talk man about. Man never even got offered a drink on this podcast. God no. damn. <laughs> man, man, yeah. Hey, blood. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, you know podcast game is bum, yeah, but your hospitality is atrocious, bro. Yo, blood. did you not hear? We just started getting adverts. We just wait for yeah, the Yeah, man, we got bills to pay, bro. Bottle of water, man. No, wait, wait, quench my thirst, what? man. No, no, I ain't gonna lie. We was in the studio the other day. I had this shit looking like Harvester Buffet here, bloody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Kavashi <laughs> still. Hey, I, had a, I had a rider, bro. You see you see what's on my hand? I have a cup of coffee in it. Come prepared in that, innit? <laughs> All right. I'm going to be with you, you know, like, before the podcast... Someone will call me and goes, oh, I'm, I'm just in Starbucks. Do you want anything? I don't think he's really serious about it, to be honest with you. No, I'm being serious. Why would I ask? No, that, no, no. that being said, any future guests coming on here, bring your own shit. Yeah, bring your own shit. BYOB and that. BYOS and that. BYOS and that. Hey, for that. No, no. You can't spell? You can't spell? No, I can't spell. You didn't go to school and that. But no, honestly, it's been an honour to have you No, here. thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. We, we appreciate you. And do us a favour, man. Go out to New York and spread the word about breaking atoms. We need to get um, Steve Rifkin up here. Yes, and also a life. We need to get a life as well. Yes, yeah, and a, and a loud records jumper. Thanks. I mean, yes. I, I've done I'll, an interview I'll, with Steve. I will, Rifkin, all arra- so I will arrange it. You man, send a box. Just send a box. I will arrange it for you. But you know what? You lot really need to do. Yeah, you need to take the, the podcast over there because, as you know, Summit, when you go over there, it's like if you want the American scene that you have to go over there. You lot should do it, man. I can, we, and if you come over there, I'll, 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 I got you laced up with bare people. Right, we we need to make a trip though. Yeah, he acts like I got no contacts out there. Like, like, nah, like, my contacts are stronger than yours. Don't try it. Wow. Nah, my contacts are stronger than yours, blood. True, that. It's true, that. Like, yeah, blood. All right, 2019 breaking atoms, USA. No, 2018. I got a wedding to pay for. What? You're married now, innit? You want to try to spend my little bread? I've got things to do, bro. All right, let's wrap. Let's wrap this shit up. Um, right, thank you to everyone who has listened to today's podcast thank and you the guys. ones previous. Thank you to, to Gordon. Thank, thank you to you, Chris. Well, um, I come some visitor, you know. Yes, don't forget you can follow us on all your favorite social media channels: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Break the Atoms, SoundCloud.com forward slash Break the Atoms, and of course iTunes. Rate, subscribe, and review Break the Atoms podcast. Until next week, guys, thank you very much for listening. We are out.